across the depth of ice cold and black. Every night at the crossroads, half the moon hit screaming back. You're on the disturbance, so it was no surprise. Well, the man died in the gut of fire flashing sky. You never know somebody. Yeah, you've seen them separate the vine Some people seek salvation from below Others from the sky The death of God in plain sight The cones when the liquor is alone Singing God, I'm the devil And the devil is going home. What is going on, guys? And welcome to episode number 20 of the Fighters Walk podcast. I am your host, Corey Keene. And here it is. Here it is. This episode is... It's going to be a little different, especially if you're a true MMA fan, because this is where I decide the direction in which I want to go with this podcast. This podcast is 100% combat sports, but this is where I'm going to dive in to sports entertainment. I'm going to dive into sports entertainment the world of professional wrestling. Um, clearly, it does not go... It, it's clearly different. It's not MMA, but it is something that I truly love. So, you got two options. You either sit here, you continue to support, and if you're not a professional wrestling fan, you listen to me talk about it, and then you go, maybe this is something worth checking out. Or... You just say, eh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm all about this, and you skip this episode. Either way, it's fine, because this episode is going to be special to me because it's going to be fairly easy to talk about. A lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about is easy. And like I said, maybe you could sit in, listen to this, and, and not learn things, but feel my energy towards this. And maybe you could be like, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll check out AEW on Wednesday night. See what see what all the hype's about. But before I get into that, happy Labor Day. It's Labor Day. Everybody's off on Monday for Labor Day. Hopefully you'll you'll have some some good food later on today. And this weekend was amazing. Amazing. College football is officially back. Your boy is a diehard Penn State Nittany Lions fan. And goddamn, their defense looked good. Their defense looked outstanding, I will say. Their defense looked outstanding. They went to Wisconsin on the road in Madison. Sold out crowd. Unbelievable crowd. And their defense just never broke. Their defense never broke. And you know what? I was bitching and complaining watching the game about their offense. Sean Clifford still had a great game. They didn't turn the ball over. 
to win 16 to 10 on the road in Madison, Wisconsin. That's a huge freaking win. That's a huge win, especially to open the season. You're you're one and zero in the Big Ten to start the year. Next week you're home against a Mac school, Ball State, and then you got Auburn. Then you got Auburn. So their next three games are home, Ball State, Auburn, which is going to be a whiteout, and then you got Villanova. Potential's there. The potential's there. It's week one, and I'm already saying the potential's there. Um, it, it, it just was – and you know what? There are a lot of games where you're so used to just seeing shootouts, like scoring, scoring, scoring. Georgia-Clemson, 10-3. Georgia gets the dub. Awesome. That was an awesome defensive game. If you love football, you can appreciate those defenses just – playing their hearts out not allowing anything it unbelievable unbelievable and then last night florida state notre dame that was a shootout and it was fun you're watching these defensive games that are so cool and then you're watching offensive shootouts notre dame gets the dub florida state was down they came back they fought back it was cool to see Mackenzie Milton taking Florida State down on a couple drives. Um, I felt so bad for that kicker, man, in overtime. he the, Something with the spot of the ball. He, it, they were determining if the, the throw was a fumble or not, and I guess they called it a fumble. Poor kid kicks like a 50-yard field goal. Florida State calls a timeout to see if they can move the ball up. In the end, they get to move the ball up, and it's a shorter field goal, and the kid hooked it left, which I felt so bad for him. But that's the name of the game. Then Notre Dame gets the ball. They have a tough like 41-yard field goal in a hostile environment, Tallahassee. Kid nailed it. Notre Dame's 1-0. The coffee, the coffee is tasting great on Labor Day. Coffee is tasting great on Labor Day. Shout out. Cheers. One more drink, and then we'll talk. So, yeah, I I have mentioned, listen, I'm on episode 20. I'm not rebranding this podcast, but what I am saying is, there's probably a really, really strong possibility that I'm going to be talking about Penn State football um, to start to start episodes off now. And Eagles start next week. So there's a good possibility I'm going to be talking about Eagles football and hopefully not pulling my hair out. Hopefully. Hopefully. But we'll see. Who knows what's going to happen with the Birds. But diehard Birds fan too, so... We'll be talking about that, but back to what I was saying early on in the episode. Last night was the second, the second AEW pay-per-view that I fully purchased and watched start to finish. I didn't watch it the next day. I didn't look at what happened. Nope. I wanted to buy this pay-per-view 
CM Punk's return. Listen, that that's what you were paying. I don't care who you are. If you if you always watch AEW, if you are just jumping into AEW right now, you bought that pay per view to see CM Punk wrestle for the first time in seven years, and that's all there is to it. But the more you look into it, the card was stacked. The card was absolutely stacked. Um, this was one of the best professional wrestling pay-per-views start to finish that I have watched in 22 years of me loving professional wrestling. And I don't, I don't have a problem saying that. I, I have zero issue saying that. Every single match I watched from the start, from the first match all the way to the end, I was hooked. I was locked into every single match. The crowd, the crowd was electric for four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. The crowd was incredible. The crowd was incredible. And that's something that WWE is missing out on. They have a couple good matches on pay-per-view cards here and there, but it sucks because the crowd dies sometimes. And I'm not about to just shit talk WWE this whole time, but this AEW pay-per-view was textbook. They, they crushed it. They hit it out of the ballpark. And like I said, you can, you can skip this because we're going to be talking about UFC later. But if you want to sit in and just listen to what I have to say about some of these matches, to um, maybe maybe you'll want to watch AEW on Wednesday night. Never know. I could I could turn you into a wrestling fan right here. That's the goal. Goal is to turn you into a wrestling fan right now. For all my viewers, if you're not a wrestling fan, I challenge you to stay to stay in. Stay in for this. Let me talk about it. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Maybe you will like it, and, and you'll check it out. But So the pre-show the pre-show held a special place in my heart because Matt Hardy was in it. Die hard, Hardy Boys fan. Love Matt Hardy. It was a good match. Ten, listen, 10-man tag, five on five. It, it's tough to do stuff, but they got a lot in. And listen, Orange Cassidy is going to be a star. I promise you, he will be a star. Hands down. Orange Cassidy will be a star. And Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, they, like to for these guys opening the pre-show, they got the crowd into it. It it was it was awesome. And that wasn't even on the pay-per-view. The first match on the pay-per-view Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Now, if you do love professional wrestling, you know Miro from WWE. Rusev, okay? Um, he, he faced Eddie Kingston, who Eddie's been around for decades. Eddie's been around for a long time. Listen, match time was 13 and a half minutes, and it was a great match. Miro wasn't going to lose. He was not going to lose, but there were opportunities that made you think, oh my God, Eddie Kingston has a chance here. Ultimately, did not have a chance. Miro gets the job done and is still the uh, TNT champion. 
cool. It was it was a fun match. From there, second match on the card, you go to John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. All right, he wrestled a New Japan Pro Wrestling certified bona fide Hall of Famer, Satoshi. Listen, Satoshi. Uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley has had matches with all these guys before because he was in New uh, New Japan for a little while. So to bring these guys and like Satoshi's in his fifties. To bring these guys who are Japanese legends, Japanese wrestling is huge. To bring these guys over to the States, over here to the USA, it, it's, it's incredible. And to be honest, for, for a spot, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, for a spot that he, it was kind of like a missing link, where could he fit on this pay-per-view? I thought they did an outstanding job. I thought they did an outstanding job. Moving on to the women's championship match. Britt Baker, Dr. Britt, Britt Baker, the, 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 Britt Baker. The women's match, incredible. Incredible. She defeat Chris Statlander, and like I said, this match... Another banger. Another banger. This this card did not miss. It was an incredible match. Y- you hate to say it, but whenever you go back in the day, whenever you went to WWE shows, when the women were up, you either wanted to watch them because they looked good or you were going to get your drink and you were going to the bathroom and it was a break. And I, I'm not, it, that's just how it was. WWE, once it started its women's evolution, they can't miss over in WWE. The women's division is the best it's ever been. Jump over to AEW, their division is outstanding. These two women, they could main event any show for AEW right now. They could. They could. And I'm just being honest. It was a hell of a match. Britt Baker retains the title. I don't know who's going to beat her until I get down in the card a little bit. And then maybe I have an idea who might beat her. But we're moving on to this fifth match. Lucha Bros versus arguably the greatest tag team of recent generation, the Young Bucks. So the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks inside a steel cage. The Young Bucks have been AEW tag team champions for freaking ever. Lucha Brothers worked their way through a tournament to get a cage match with the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team titles. And let me tell you, let me tell you, this match stole the show. If you saw my Facebook, I posted a picture. This was the match. This was the best match on the card. Not even, there weren't even, nothing was close. This was the best match on the card. I promise you, if you go back and you watch this, even if you watch clips, some of the stuff they were doing was incredible. Listen, if I could put AEW into a genre right now, it's like New Japan mixed with like a dash of uh, 
TNA with the star power of like WWE go back into and sprinkle in a little uh lucha underground it's it's incredible and you like mix all those components together throw in some NXT if a lot of you don't know what I'm talking about google it that is what AEW is it's it's incredible. What they are doing is absolutely incredible. And I will look into the camera and tell you that. These guys and girls are doing the damn thing. And they're going to start, like I said, they're going up. And there's a good chance. I mean, listen, do I think they have some chances for ratings bi-weekly to beat WWE, especially right now, especially right now. Long-term, they do have a lot of older wrestlers, so if they could build these young, the young talent up, they're going to be fine. But there's a lot of older talent that like the purists like myself are wanting to see. But right now, in 2021, there's going to be weeks where AEW surpasses WWE. Any show, I'm telling you. But yeah, this, this was match, match of the night, hands down. Uh, Lucha Brothers, they have the Lucha Libre masks. They were ripped, blood everywhere. They finally beat the Young Bucks. They're the AEW Tag Team Champions. You have to watch that match. Just Google. Please, just Google this match. If you're still listening, not a wrestling fan, Google this match and just enjoy it in its entirety or watch clips. Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, makes her AEW debut in the uh, Casino Battle Royale match. Winner gets an AEW championship opportunity. Ruby Soho, a.k.a. Ruby Riot from WWE, makes an entrance. Crowd loses its shit. She wins. She's next for Dr. Rick... Uh, Britt Baker. She could beat Britt Baker and get the AEW Women's Championship that quick. It was awesome to see her. Um, there were opportunities for her to get in the mix in WWE, and they they screwed her every time. Every time. Because, listen, for how good the women's division is in WWE, they have their, like, four or five chicks that just rotate. They rotate the championship. And I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with it because they are clearly the best, but you could have threw Ruby in there. You easily could have thrown Ruby in there and given her a chance. I think she got a chance against like Ronda Rousey. She's not going to freaking beat Ronda. Besides point, but shout out to Ruby. Ruby is all elite. Here we go. Moving on. The GOAT. The goddamn GOAT. Chris Jericho. Still doing the thing. Still going. Still going for 21 minutes. He's 50. I think he's 50 years old. Yep. He's 50 years old. Chris Jericho. Against MJF, who's a beast. He's a workhorse, and he's a young guy. He's young. 25 years old. 
Jericho, hell of a match. There was drama. There was excitement. It was a great opportunity for both men to do their thing. If Chris Jericho lost, he was going to be done. He was going to be done wrestling for AEW, which always puts a twist on things because storyline, you get it. But in the back of your, your fandom mind, you're like, well, maybe this is actually going to be it for Jericho and he's going to start doing other things. But he gets the win. He gets the win and he's still all elite, baby. He's got the best entrance in the game right now. Him and CM Punk, easily the two best entrances in professional wrestling. Chris Jericho comes out to his own song. How cool is that? And everyone, everyone is singing it back to him. All he had was one guy from his band playing the guitar as he was walking out, and everybody was singing his song. Everybody was singing it. So no, no signs of Chris Jericho slowing down. No signs of Jericho slowing down. Shout out to Y2J Chris Jericho. Now we move on to what everybody was waiting for. After seven years, the return of CM Punk inside a square circle against Darby Allen, who's proved his worth at AEW. Awesome character, skateboards down to the ring. He's got the half face paint. He's got the body paint. He's like a mix between Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, like Sting hybrid. Against CM Punk. You know CM Punk's not losing, but you still want to see how the match is going to go. Match started very slow. I'm not going to lie. The match started very slow. It picked up at about the midway to end when they were doing their finishers. Overall, it was great to see CM Punk back. Um, it wasn't like the best match on the card, but there's going to be things, a lot of things to come. CM Punk was happy. He looked excited after he won. He was saying F-bombs to the camera. It was, it was awesome to see CM Punk back like that. So I'm not going to shit talk the match because, like I said, seven-year layoff. Could he still do it? Yeah, he could still do it. He could still run the ropes. He still hits that go to sleep. And then he does the, it's clobbered. It's cool. It's cool shit. So that, that's why people watch. That's why people tuned in to see if CM Punk could still do it. What's next for CM Punk? I'm not 100% sure. I don't know what direction they'll go in. I mean, you'd almost think, like, I don't know how long they'll keep this Darby Allen thing going. Like, they shook hands at the end. They said their farewells, and they were, I, I don't think they're going to wrestle anymore. Um, CM Punk, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next, because when I talk about the main event, a lot of things happen in the main event. So, we're going to move on. To the match in between CM Punk and the main event, Big Show, a.k.a. Paul White.
good. Eh, eh. It was nice to see him. It was nice to see him back. Um, he was doing his thing. He was slapping dudes on the chest. This was the match just to fill that space before the main event. The new CM Punk high. Everyone was going crazy. You bring Big Show out. He's not Big Show anymore. You bring him out. He does his thing. He choke slams some dudes. He gets a win. He was happy. Three minutes. And I hate to say it, but that's what he was doing in WWE. So, but it was all right. But then that set us up for one of, it, it was it was an awesome, awesome match. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, a.k.a. Christian from WWE. Kenny Omega, hands down the greatest wrestler on planet Earth right now. Right now, Kenny Omega. Love him, hate him. He's cringy. It works. Best professional wrestler on planet Earth right now. And he retained the AEW championship in a hell of a match, a.k.a. Or, um, uh, what, what Jim Ross will call a slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome match. After the match, two more AEW debuts. So Kenny Omega is talking his talk. He said, no one could beat me, this, that. No one, no one, no one, no one. Adam Cole, baby. NXT product. WWE beast. He was North American champion. He was NXT champion. He is incredible. He's up there with Kenny Omega. I swear to God, he's up there with Kenny Omega. Comes in and shakes hands with Kenny Omega. He's teaming up with Kenny. Then they start beating the hell out of Christian Cage. Like, what is going on? I thought Kenny Omega, or I thought um, Adam Cole was going to come out, and that sets us up for our next AEW championship. Hell yeah, I'm all in for that. Not so fast. There was another person debuting. And I think we're setting it up. I think we're setting it up, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. AKA. AKA. You can't you can't call him Daniel Bryan. You call him Brian Danielson. And that is who debuted. Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan. But you get it. You get it. Crowd went nuts. He comes in, tries to save the day. So that, listen, that sets it up. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I'm cool with, I'm cool with it. I am 100% cool with it. Awesome. That, that will be awesome. But then that's where I say, where's CM Punk going to be in this? Where does CM Punk fit? You're just going to have to wait and find out. It is a hell of a time to be a professional wrestling fan. Or it's a hell of a time to jump into professional wrestling right now. Right now. I'm not telling you you have to do it. I'm not going to grab you by the arm and start pulling saying you got to be a wrestling fan. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you want to jump in right now, water's hot. Water's hot. I'm telling you. So it, it was it was an awesome, awesome night. 
I felt like a little kid again, how excited I got when I was seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. That's how it felt. That was the product that I saw in front of my eyes. Seriously, that, that was the product I was seeing. And that's why I, I feel like this is just such a great product they have. This is why it is AEW is, in my mind, it's undefeated. AEW remains undefeated. I tweet it all the time. I post about it. AEW is undefeated. On to the next topic. There were fights Saturday. There were fights Saturday. Early fights. God damn, it felt good. Felt good that the fights were early. UFC heard me. They said, Corey, we will make the cards like a one o'clock start. One or two. And then the, the main card will start at four. For you, the Fighters Walk podcast, they knew I was watching Penn State at noon. And as soon as the Penn State uh, game ended, main card. Main card was up and running. I had the computer out so I could watch the early prelims. It was a great card. Fun card. So shout out to the UFC for making it early. I appreciate you guys. Um, Julian Arosa, Dar's Choke looked good. Looked good. He's 26 and 9. Awesome. UK. UK stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Fly over across the pond. You got a lot of goddamn killers out there. Jack Shore, UD. Jack Shore is fun. He's 15 and 0. He's fun to watch. He is fun to watch. Molly McCann. Molly McCann, 11 and 4, UD. Fun to watch. She looked great. You go right to the first fight. First fight on the main card. Patty the Batty Pimblet. I posted on Instagram. I said, is he the next Conor McGregor? It's a stretch. Seriously, it's a stretch. But if anybody is close to that aura, the the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he presents himself, dude, Patty the Batty Pimblet is awesome. And he looked good, too. He looked so good. He took some shots early, but he just swings for the fences. Listen, his style is nuts. And you didn't even see his ground game. His ground game is unbelievable. I watched some of his Cage Warrior fights, and he, he's heel-hooking guys. He, he's, looking, he's looking good. He's looking good. So he, he has just stepped into that circle of like everybody's gonna want to fight him so i hope he's smart 
and he takes fights that make the most sense for him to get to where he needs to be because he could be a star. He could easily be a star. And I know I'm a Connor Homer. He's my guy, this, that, and now I'm Patty Pimblett. Like, oh, he, he, now he's going to be your guy. I have a style, and it's, I, it's what I like. I like the way they talk. His interview with Bisbing in the Octagon, priceless. Him singing, how do you like me now? After he got out of the Octagon, tone deaf motherfucker. Dude, unbelievable. This guy, his hairstyle, dude, this guy has got it. He's got it. Easily. Easily. Patty, the batty, Pimblet. I'm telling you. You got his first fight in UFC. If you were lucky enough to watch it, shout out. If not, go back and watch it because he's going to be big. He's going to be big. The Khalil Roundtree fight, it was tough, man. It was tough. Um, to see Modestus, um, he something happened with his knee. It was a doctor stoppage. I think he he popped something in his knee. He he needed surgery. I think right after the fight, whether he tore his ACL or something, it, it wasn't a great scene. Ultimately, Khalil got the win, bumps him to nine and five. I, I'd like to see what's next for him because some days he looks great and other days he doesn't. I mean, he did look good in this fight, but the way it ended, it was it was a tough tough situation. Alex Morano. Alex Morano. Am I pointing? There he is. Why is this so tough? Right there. Morano. Right there. Got him on the poster back there. Um, he looked good. He got a UD as well. He's 20 and 7. Big fights coming for him. Big fights coming for Alex Morano. Believe it. Believe it. Um, I want to check this out, actually. Yep. Two-fight win streak. And, dude, he loses to Anthony Pettis. It was UD loss. I mean, he wins that. He's on a four-fight win streak. Like, he's good. He's good. Don't Don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. Another guy who just looked outstanding, Tom Aspinall. He looked he looked great. He looked great. He got the bonus. He got a 50K bonus. He's 11-2. and two. Who's he going to fight next? I'd imagine a number, a pretty good number. It, it'll be interesting to see who's next. He could talk. He... he um, and he's just, he's pretty good. I, I enjoyed watching him fight. Like I said, it's just, he, he's also got to fight someone who he thinks he has a chance against. Cause I don't want to see him start to derail and like lose one here, win, lose, win. I don't want that. Let's build these guys up. He could be a star. He could be a star. Now he's not ever going to beat my boy, Chris Dacus, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 
Shout out Chris Dacus. Main event time. Main event time. I wanted Darren Till so bad. Wanted Till so bad. Not that I don't like Derek Brunson. Till was one in three going into this fight in his last four. He's like one in three. Needed this. He's he's kind of been on. Like I said, he's one in three in his last four. Um, he loses this. He did not look great. Um, Brunson choked him out and basically just had his way with him. Uh, something happened with his eye early, swelled up, got caught or something. Um, so now in his last five, he's one and four. He needs to take a deep breath. He's going to be okay. Cause Darren Till, he, he's a star. He's a star because he's another guy over in the UK. He could talk to talk, comes out to no walkout music. Um, he just, the way he does his press conferences, the way he weighs in, the way he does his stare downs, he has potential to be a star, but when you're missing the link, when you're missing the one link and that's winning, that's, that's the toughest part. And he's not winning right now. So he needs to take a step back. If I'm him, I talk to my management. I try to, I just try to get back on a winning way. That's, that's what I, and it's, it's easy for me to say, but I love Darren Till. So I just want to see what's, I, I want what's best for Darren Till. Now we're going to move on, talk about Derek Brunson. What's next for Derek Brunson? He looked great. He looked great, and he beat a tough, tough Darren Till, even if the record is what it is in his last five fights. Um, one, two, three, four, five. He's on a five-fight win streak. He's got some big names next to his name. Like He's got some big names that he's beaten. Big names. He's got five in a row. Do you run it back with Izzy? I mean, if you're Derek Brunson, you're waiting. I, I, unless a fight makes a lot of sense, you're waiting for for the Izzy Whitaker. I, I think the the middleweight division's getting a little little snug up at the top, but you got to wait now. You got to wait now. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I mean, you're you beat some great guys. Heinish, Shabazian, Kevin Holland, now Darren Till. Hold out, Derek. Hold out until you're next. Get another crack at Izzy. Um, because that was that was a tough fight for Brunson. Izzy ran through him. There was no title on the line, but Izzy ran through him. I believe that was at MSG too. I believe it was at MSG. Yep. MSG. Um but that that was that was fight night in a nutshell. Um it was it was good like I said it was a good card. Good card. One of my buddies actually hit big on a parlay. Shout out to Michael Turner. Turned $10 into a lot more than $10, so 
Shout out to him. I'm going to try to get him on maybe and talk a little betting because it's just not what, what I want to talk about. But if I get him on, he could run you through some picks, maybe win you some money. That's the plan. Guys, that's episode 20. That's episode 20. And to be honest, I talked about what I wanted to talk about. I felt comfortable talking about what I wanted to talk about. And it was fun. It was fun. I'm going to post this. Um, I don't, listen, you're going to like what you like and you're not going to like what you don't like. So if at the end of the day, the professional wrestling stuff is not what you want to hear, that's okay. I'm trying to branch out to a, another audience. Uh, maybe wrestling fans who don't really like MMA could listen to to my professional wrestling talks. Like I said, AEW All Out, the big, big, big winner from over the weekend. That was the winner of the weekend. AEW All Out. Guys, episode 20 is in the books. I cannot believe I'm 20 episodes deep into this. Um, it's, when I say it's a struggle, I just like my in, my inner, like wanting to do good at something is always coming out. It's like, oh, no one's viewing, no one's this, no one's that. But for the people who are viewing this consistently, I really, really appreciate you because whether you like what I talk about or don't, you're listening and you're, you're helping me out whether you know it or not, I really, really appreciate you. Um, there's been times where I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just stop this. <laughs> like, what? what is it? And I'm not reaching anybody. I'm not reaching out to anybody like, oh, this is the best show ever. But then I'm like, you know what? For the people who do view it, whether they say it or not, they consistently watch. And I know at least for a couple people who didn't even watch MMA. They just listen to my podcast and they're like, oh shit, like they're learning something new. And that's what I'm trying to do with the professional wrestling side of things right now. So if you don't, subscribe on YouTube. I would really, really appreciate it. I know if we just listen to it, wherever you listen to podcasts and favorite it because you know the deal. You get the notifications when the episode comes out. Guys, that's all I have. That is all I have. Next episode will be Friday. Friday will be next episode. We'll do do pre pre show. What before I go? Before I go. I'm gonna check. Cause next week. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there has to be fights next week. I don't know off the top of my head who it is though, because the big pay per views in two weeks, and that's International Fight Week. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Span. Okay, it's the 18th. Shit, no fights this week. Well. That sucks. 
No fights this week. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out next week's episode. Maybe I'll do like, uh, I'll talk about like an old UFC card or something. One of my favorites. I don't know. We'll cross it when we get there. But thank you for the support. Appreciate you. I will talk soon. Fighters Walk Podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Corey Keen. Catch you on the next one. See you at 21. Peace.